Warning, this podcast has stories of real-life events and true crime that happens every day. These stories may contain adult language and graphic or disturbing details not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. To another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. And I'm Chuck. And uh, we're here for this week's live debrief. We are live and we're going to do some debriefing this week. Um, I we you know, have a guest this week. I got back from hunting trip. Those of you that have been following Locker, Locker Room, um, the Hunting Chronicles of me learning. <laughs> I'll talk about that on uh, this week's Locker Room show. But uh, how are you, Chuck? Mm-hmm. all right work's getting weird again okay. they don't want you back yeah you're gonna have uh, to repair. i don't know what the fuck's going on well, there's a lot there's a lot that i've been dealing with i should know more at the end of this month i've met with like like a lot of lawyers and stuff and right um not just regarding the work personal stuff and uh it's all it's all weird right now i don't really know I'm in this weird state of limbo and it really sucks because I have one doctor who refuses to release me to work. I mean, you know, it, it, it's looking like I'm going through a medical pension and I'm it's looking like that's the only route, which sucks for me. But um, I don't know. I, it's still like up and on. I, like, I, I didn't want to retire. Make up their minds. Doctors don't want to make up their minds. Yeah, It's yeah. like it's either you think I'm going to be you're going to release me or you're going to retire me, not this fucking in-between bullshit, because it's, it, it it's not just playing on, it's playing on my heartstrings. I'm not just a number. I'm a fucking human being. And it sucks because doctors now treat you like numbers because those numbers pay and they don't want to say, Hey, yeah, no, this is as far as you're going to go. This, this is as best as you're going to get. Right. And these are going to be your limitations. Yep. And then once they say that, then they have to cut off, like they basically cut funding and that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid they're not going to be getting paid anymore. Uh, so it's like this weird shit. And like, you mean they slow play it so they can bill? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fucking yeah. dirty. It's dirty. And I'm like, hey, city, man, like, like figure it there, out. There, there are elements of, you know, what does the city want and what is, what are they willing to do? I know, for yeah. example, in my case, I could have probably gone back to work for another agency um or even my own agency if they hadn't handled the retirement process so poorly right but they didn't want to extend me and they didn't have any legal reason to extend me they they it would just have been because the agency said we like you we care about you we value you we think you're a good cop we'll extend you to try and help you get back to work but they don't want to do that right and so if they don't want it, it, they do what they want um yeah and also like i just had a Two more opera. I just had another, not an operation. I had a procedure done my back. I had like my fucking 12th epidural in my low back. 12th? I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had, um, no, and then I had a a nerve study just done recently. And they shoved a needle into my fucking nerve, into my leg. um, And I guess he took it out. And I was like, hey, man, are you still inside of me? Like, holy shit. (laughs) That's Granted, not the first time you've word, said that. <laughs> the word choice is, uh, yeah, I, I fuck with my tattoo artist all the time. I'm like, oh my God, get out of me. That hurts. You're going too deep. And people laugh. Anyways, 
uh, so I actually I said that, and it wasn't trying to be a joke. It was being serious. And sometimes you were getting a tattoo when you say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, is that needle? St- are you still in me?" And I clarified. I was like, "Is that needle still in me?" And he chuckled and he goes, "No, I took it out a while ago." And I was like, "Fuck, I still feel it." Right. And uh, these are so bad, in, like innuendos, like <laughs> sexual innuendos. But I was like, "Holy shit, I still feel it in me. Like, it's burning." Oh, man, these choice of words are really shitty, but it describes my pain. I was like, it's burning. It fucking hurt. And it's radiating down into my feet. And I was like, he's right. like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not in you anymore. And I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, but you're in my right side, too, huh? And he goes, yeah, I was like, that fucking hurts. And he was like, oh, I'm out now, too. And I was like, what the fuck? And yeah. so we get done. And then he stabs me in my fucking lower back. And I'm like, whoa. And I look at him and I'm like, hey, man, I know you're not really supposed to tell me, but uh, what'd you see? And he goes. Yeah, you have nerve damage. And he goes, you have two pinched nerves on both on your left and right. So the pain and numbness and tingling you're feeling, that's all whatever. And he, it's right. Like, and even after surgery, they were like, oh, we didn't know you had surgery. It doesn't look like it. I'm like, this fucking four-inch scar on my back doesn't look like anything. And they're like, oh, yeah, but no, what's on the inside? We can't tell. It doesn't look like any work has been done. Right. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, because your back reverted back. Um, the surgery didn't take, so. <sighs> right. So you got I'm that in this weird fucking status of limbo. It sucks. What? So I said, so you got that going for you, which is nice. It's fucking great. I have another procedure coming up too. They're going right. to burn off the nerves and see if that works. I mean, you know, that's what you do sometimes. Yeah. So, Try to get so what they call that an ablation. Yeah. It's an ablation of the nerves in my low back to help and see if that works. If it doesn't work, then, you know, I've done everything up into like, I already need the surgery. They're like, whenever you want it, we will do it. And I'm like, cool but i don't it's a three level fusion yeah and i'm like fuck i want to try to go as long as i can without it and even the doctor's like your back is hard to work in because it's it's too tight it's, well it's, too it's tight. a very small back and it's very tight <laughs> yeah yeah anyway yeah. well it sucks uh, i'm sorry bro i know <sighs> it's sorry. so even when i like uh, for those of you that uh have followed a little bit you'll see some of these hunting pictures i take a one of those like gardening va foam pads with me mm-hmm. and i have to put that down on the ground uh because the way my back is all messed up uh i will i'll get like shooting pains down my leg or uh i'll go numb in certain areas where when i stand up yeah. you don't want pins and needles in your taint you know you're like ooh, this would be great in bed but not now no it's not it's not pleasant dude it's not pleasant at all anyway so uh we're doing a live debrief this week and um we have something interesting because we've never debriefed a listener video in the sense that this is we've had listeners send us videos and we've debriefed them the listeners in the video yes okay so we'll get to that when we get to the video Um, you know what i was thinking real quick before we keep going we could literally do a podcast on just our fucked up body parts and just describe hey like how fucked up is this oh i had this paid oh i had this paid oh we could literally go back and forth for about an hour maybe more of talking about all the different pains that we feel every fucking day it's fucking crazy anyways keep going so scout's dad wants to know are chuck's back problems from duty belt use or an incident Uh, well Uh, so i could i was gonna say i i would guess both but i know you had an incident but also like my back problems are from both. I had an incident that kind of messed things up on a surveillance. I've had an incident that messed up my knee on a dog track. Um, and then just yeah. duty belt getting in and out of the car, 
all that stuff. So back back problems and heart problems, at least in California. And I I learned this is not everywhere. This is not everywhere. There are like the state I live in, they have denied people back issues. And they're like, wait, what? Yeah. Well, maybe it's because they allow to like do like the the the, the weight bearing vest and like the leg holsters well, to now get everything they, off the hips to help mitigate yeah. it because yeah. that's an actually a strong yeah it's a whole other podcast we could do but that's a really strong um fucking argument like hey you no know, we've done all these there should we, we to mitigate back problems like yes it could still happen but it's not going to all be presumptive because we've done so many things right on the forefront to help mitigate it so yeah i can definitely see that but yeah it's all presumptive we could do, we could do so many episodes on what's wrong with us oh, yeah, <laughs> mentally <dude>. physically <laughs> relationships I, yeah from the injury that i fucked my knee up on Medication. that fucked my back up alcohol yeah, yeah. <laughs> alcohol i got i got permanent i got permanent um uh intestinal problems i already had bubble guts from the job right that just like you get a sour stomach from the job from stress and hopefully that goes away right but then post-covid i ended up with a medical condition that like when i told the doctor you know he was like do you have a family history do you have this do you have that do you blow and i'm like no but i'm and he's like when did it start i said i don't know after i got covid and he goes oh well that's why and apparently lots of men who get really covid have come down with this same problem afterwards so and it, it oh, it's yeah. like no it's colitis <laughs> yeah so it's worse than bubble cool. it's like like mega bubble guts so like you when you have to go like you sometimes, can be anywhere you're like oh i gotta go like no i'm pulling out the side of the road mm-hmm. sometimes it's not watch my partner shit on the side of the road i know you told that story it was amazing <laughs> dude what the fuck <laughs> a couple times okay so for our first oh, video uh my buddy shit his pants in his car not my partner my buddy because he had he got that on the job got colitis on the job yeah and he He got it from stress and he shit his pants in the car Mm -hmm. well yeah he was on his way home and he's like i couldn't like when it happens it happens i couldn't i couldn't fucking help it and i was like i just hope i make it home because he was on the five and there was like traffic and he's nowhere to pull over yeah and he's like hopefully i make it he tried (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, so for those of you who who tune into the live shows, uh, I just want you to know you might get stuff that other people don't get because sometimes we do edit for time if the live show right. goes long. Sometimes there's stuff that we you know we get into the weeds on. Uh, but it, welcome for those of you who are in the chat. Welcome to the live show. Uh, we've been throwing some of the comments up there. We've been answering some of those questions. Uh, but first, our first video. Uh, this is kind of a public service announcement, is it not? So why don't you uh, tee that up for everybody and let them know. Okay. So literally last night, last night, and I get, this is the most common question I got asked or get asked as a law enforcement officer. And I'm sure Tom has gotten this question so many fucking times, um, how to protect yourself from identity theft. Uh, And it basically the conversation came up last night is, Hey, avoid this gas station from a friend of mine, avoid this gas station off this street and this street. I said, Oh shit. I just went there the other day. She goes, yeah, I put my card in and they tried stealing a fuck ton of money. And I was like, really? And I was like, damn, I just used my Mm -hmm. card there the other day. And every time I go up to one of these, these things, one, I look for the tape um, uh, at gas pumps. And two, I look for um, anything that could be out of place, like new paint on um, the terminal. Uh, I look for the worn down keys. If they look pristine and brand new, it's probably a warning sign. And then I look for the card reader. Is it sticking out more than it, it normally would? Um, there's these little tells that you can do. And then I fucking grab it and I yank on it. I push down on it. And if there's any give, I don't fucking use it. And then I actually try harder. If I can peel it off, I'm not breaking it. It's actually because there's a skimmer put in place. And I've, I have 
confiscated so many of these on the job, log them as evidence um, to where I can speak on it very well. It's, you know, it's, this is helps protect people because right. so many people don't know this and you would think, oh, this is common knowledge, it's common sense, but it's not because no one's thinking of, I'm going to go to the ATM. Well, let's at look at the video and, and then you can, yeah, you can and we'll go into the, um, if you come to a pump and you select the buttons and they kind of have to be forced in and they're not popping up like they should be most likely. You have a scanner, skimmer device. This one is the overlay that captures your data when you when you type in your button for your PIN number. That's being recorded, and that's also being transmitted. Yeah. So when you slide your card and you push the buttons, the numbers are being captured on this device here. Now, as far as your card reader, if you pull this. If you ever go to a, any place where you can swipe your card, most likely this is what they put there. So if you can try to pull it and it's loose, most likely they have a skimmer device. And that's where they're capturing your mag strip or your chip on your card. So this one captures your pin. This one captures your card. Yep. So. That's good. That's a good one. That's a right really there. good one. That That's really a good shows setup. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've and seen them a bunch of different ways. Oh, these things are a menace. Yeah. And a lot these of the times they have a fucking camera. Um, uh, so it's all like not one piece. So right. a lot of the times they'll have a separate camera uh, that, that transmits and it all works in conjunction with the card reader as well as the keypad strokes, the, the keystrokes. Um, and there's sometimes they're... Um, they're made very well to where they're like, you really have to know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And the glue that they use a lot is very, very tough. Um, it's yeah. hard to get off. Um, I've seen the full fucking uh, pad. Like, you know how some of those ATMs, they have the keypad and the, the, the key, the, the card reader all in one thing. I've seen the whole thing pop off and I'm like, holy shit. And then a bar at the top that you're like, holy crap, that's a camera. Like, holy shit. And they pop it off and they're like, whoa. I, I as a as a cop i was like i've never seen that right um and that was my like i was on probation that was my first um kind of um thing with with skimmers and things like that and it was crazy my first call for one of those that i ever confiscated was actually at like a chase bank or bank of america i think it was chase um and they have that glass room where you can walk in and you have to punch in your fucking code and there's two atms in there so you're more protected now when you go in there you're your, your guards down, you think, oh, it's cool. I have to, it's bulletproof glass. I have to use a code to get in only people who are members of this bank. So the chances of finding a skimmer in here are, you know, I'm not going to get stolen. Right. Mm -mm. My first one uh, I pulled the guy that could install the skimmer could be a member of the bank. Or if he's yeah. smart enough to install a skimmer, he's probably smart enough to manufacture a card that you oh, can swipe in the freaking door yeah. to unlock yeah. the door. Right. Yeah. I mean, and a lot, dude, a lot of these things have their own separate battery power. So we took that back and it was recording the whole time we we're in the stations and we had to sure. put tape over it so they don't see what's going on inside of our station because that one that could be a ploy. Hey, let's get the cops to take it. Now we have a camera and we can, we can see inside of their station. And, you know, so there's all these different, uh, OPSEC, uh, operational security things that, that go on. I've seen so many of them and they're fucking crazy, but this is the most common. And, uh, what what looks what, to be on the lookout after this, if you work in a store or anything like that, to be on the lookout, if you see a fucking uh, uh, a gift card and they're using it as a credit card, 
that's your biggest tell that that's something there's something wrong that's identity theft because what they do is they get these blank white cards with the mag strip on the back and then they have their own separate card reader and they take all this data that they're gathering which is all remote by the way they don't ever have to go back and get that thing so once that battery dies they're done it's they're really hard to find they use vpns things like that um to, to, to transmit and trace and and back it's, it's crazy and they basically just they, they pick the card the pin they write the pin on the back they run it and they can put whatever logo they want on the front right and boom they've got their own credit card so it's like one of the biggest things to be on the lookout for and uh even my friend she said mag strip. yeah that's it you just need the mag strip and she was like i was pulling on it and i was like did you pull on it she's like yeah and i'm like you just didn't pull hard enough and she's like ah, you got me and i was like fuck yeah, it's and it's gotten me too so this frustrating people get with the chip cards the chip mm -hmm. cards are designed in part to help make this harder you know yeah oh but the the whole fucking let me put my thing up there and oh, the, beep, beep. The that's bad that's a bad one because if you don't have an RFID wallet, right? Um, you just have a regular like leather wallet, right? You could be walking around and some Joe Schmo could be walking next to you with a skimmer in his pocket and he's picking up all of the cards. Now he's not getting your, your pin, but he's getting all the credit cards. And so you can utilize any debit card as a credit card just without a pin and then you just sign your own fucking name and or a fake name and so they utilize those too so it's always a good thing to protect yourself one by pulling on these things and seeing if anything looks out of place like exactly what that dude said if there, it's hard to push in it's not really registering right away and you have to push harder that's a big telltale sign um no worn down keys you know things look really fresh things like that or um you know skimmers be on the lookout for for skimmers in people's pockets and you can't see it so only way to protect yourself is get a rfid blocking wallet or purse and we're not doing an rfid commercial right now um no. but but i'll see you yeah but you you know here let me see if i can show you uh i think i brought something up i can share let's see oh i wonder <clears throat> if i have a photo of my old skimmer that i popped off i took a photo of it back in the day okay so uh we have this is for those of you watching live this is an rfid skimmer here It's literally the size of an old iPhone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. it's not, it's not hard <laughs> to get not at all people's information these days. So you mm -hmm. just watch out. You know, it's anyway. So that's, uh, that was the we thought we'd do a public service announcement because i thought I, I you're right that was a really good example of it because so many of these things are hard like you think oh i'm i'm not gonna get i'll i'll notice it it's gonna be obvious it's gonna be bulky it's gonna be this it's gonna be that whatever not always not always the good ones like I, that's the thing the good ones are gonna be uh done and gone before you realize it so that's uh yeah and you, if you're come up to one of these things, don't just uh, jiggle it a little bit. Fucking put pressure down on it. You're not going to break it. And if you do break it, you didn't break it because that just meant there was something stuck on there because those are all one piece. You're not going to fucking break the card reader. Push right. on it hard. Put your palm on it like that guy did and just push down. And if you have any bit of give, 
go talk to the uh, the clerk there and don't use that pump and don't stick your card in it. Right. And that's the other thing. Like, if you're suspect of it, go tell the clerk. Right. This guy whips out a screwdriver and starts pulling on stuff. He's obviously he either works for the gas station or whatever. He's pretty confident in what he's doing. Um, and it yeah. could have been that, that they knew it was already there and they they pulled it off and then they put it back in place to make the video. Um, or they could have been an old device that they put on there just specifically to show people. But yes, it's yeah. Mm. So, all right. Well, uh, our next video um, is going to be fun. I think uh, this is a listener sent it to us, but it also is a listener. Is that, is that my, am I saying this right? What the, the next video, it, it, it was sent by a listener, but the person in the video is the listener. Cor correct. A fan sent it in listener and he's actually in the video himself. Okay. So um, we want to watch it into like what happened. Do we want, let's watch Do we want to watch it first or do you want to tee it up? I can tee it up real quick. So okay. just give some context real All quick. Right, okay. Ahead. So listener writes in and goes, someone tried to rob me in the store that I, this <laughs> gas station I was in. I was like, okay. Uh -huh. He's like, this is the video. And I was like, cool. And I watched it and that's enough. I'll tee that up and then you can watch it from now. So you kind of have the context because it's not, I don't think there's any audio to it. There might be. Uh, I don't it, think there was any. So, audio. real quick, back, it's a backing up to a question we got in the chat. Scout's dad wants to know if using a pump directly in front of the clerk window is less likely to be tampered with. No. No, because the times that they go put these in, there's no cl clerk to see him putting them in. And they can do that it in surreptitiously. They can block it really easily. So, I wouldn't say that that's a real good. Uh, indicator anyway okay so here we go and after i have a uh, a sh story to share from my hunting partner that we talked about yesterday in with part of this video but we'll we'll get into it it's funny oh, the Did he wonder if he really asked that? I'll take the listener in his word. In the box. He just gives him, he gives him a right and a left. Yep. Yep. Boom. And a night. And then jumps right on him. And you guys kind of barely putting his pants up. So now my first question, because maybe the listener has told you this, uh, was he working there or was he a customer there? Um, really no context other than what I've seen in the video and I, I didn't dive too deep into it, but it looks like he was a customer customer there. And he, the guy walks up to him and goes, Hey man, you ever been in a fight before the fuck? And he lives in Chicago. So <clears throat> he knows that he area well. in Chicago then. Yeah. He's like, I know that he knew the guy was trying to rob him. Um, right. so I guess a high area for robberies and you know, that shit happens all the time out there. And, uh, so yeah, as soon as that happened, he's like, "All right, game on, dude." And uh, I'm sure there was probably some other words said too, but since we can't see it or hear it, I mean, I can get more context onto it. But you know, I just thought it was funny. Like the guy tries to come up and rob him, and he found out really quick. He has, in fact, been in a fight before. 
<laughs> yes. Uh, not only have I been in a fight, but I'm pretty damn good at it. <laughs> you got. I want to put that that uh, that uh, fucking. Uh, if I can splice in that video of from Friday, I think it was Friday or Friday after next, and you get you got knocked, you got knocked out. fuck out. out. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Uh, so yeah, that was yeah. funny. So uh, I thought that was hilarious. Um, and it, I spoke to my buddy about it because this is one of those things where like, you never know what you're going to do until you're confronted with the situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are tough on paper, and they're tough behind a keyboard, right. but. If you've never been in a fight before, if you've never had somebody punch you in the face, if you've never experienced that moment of holy shit, it's about to go down, like it can be, yeah. it can be scary. It can make you freeze. Um, it can, you know, there's, there's, there's the four F's, right? They always said the two fight or flight and they added freeze, which is good, but mm. they forgot fornicate because that's also a stress response to violence. <laughs> <laughs> um, it but is. you get it fucking hard on. We don't talk very much about that one, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, in this instance, like, I've been in fights. You've been in fights. We've, mm-hmm. I, I've been in schoolyard fights. I grew up in an era where you can handle your business on the playground. And, you know, you dealt with bullies your own damn self. Um, right. Or you just get getting bullied. And the, mount, uh, the last time I saw anybody ever picked on me, my dad raised me like, you know, he said, you know, I want you to turn the other cheek. I want you to not fight, you know. Um, but he had also raised me to wrestle with him and taught me like control holds and like all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. But it wasn't until like high school when between eighth and ninth grade, my, my old man was like, no, you can defend. I mean, you should defend yourself. If somebody's like attacking you or right. picking on you. So then the then very next person that did it, I just did a you know, a technique that my dad had taught me when the guy tried to push me and the guy ended up face down in the grass on a, then, you know, high school football field. And mm-hmm. I said, don't ever fucking touch me again. And the funny thing was, is word got around that this guy had tried to push me and I stomped his face in the grass. <laughs> and it was like, oh, well, I guess yeah, I did that. <laughs> he, I guess we shouldn't mess with him. And then, yeah, you know, but what's the old expression you you, you just got to kill the first one <laughs> yep yeah right? okay so to that end i was talking to uh my hunting partner and my old nar- he's my old narco partner he's moved up here we i've talked about him uh on the show before and yes i have tried to get him on the show he's a recon marine he's a narco cop like he's got some great stories dude what, what's his deal what? he's also one of those people's like nope i don't fucking talk about it i'm like you talk to me about it all the time he goes that's different right like like he, he would do what do one of the if you'd be like hey you and i are just gonna talk I'll put the recorder down we'll disguise your voice we'll put one of those dudes in the corner like they do in like those true crime things where the guy goes undercover <laughs> yeah, right. in like the hell's angels do that and then we no one know who you are he's just a private dude right like he was yeah. telling me some of the shit from the ring marine corps you know doing recon shit and, um what was really cool over the hunting trip he finally told me what his role was in the first gulf war and Ooh. he was part of the team that faked or prepared for the amphibious landing that never occurred right so for those of you that don't remember back in the first gulf war uh we took we basically prepared for a giant amphibious landing and then the seals blew up some shit and the the iraqi soldiers in kuwait at these couple of islands and shit and and they were they were all 
preparing for an amphibious invasion. So they started pointing their guns that direction. And then all the tanks rolled in <laughs> from the other direction and they went with a landing version. Um, but he was part of his recon team was part of the, the group that did that fake amphibious assault um, and prep the whole thing. And he said, he said there was a component that it could have been real, right? Like, right. They really could have, they, they had done enough work that the amphibious assault. And I said, you know what? I wonder if like, there were two people fighting over whether it was going to be amphibious assault or ground assault, like the Marines versus the army, you know, the army wanted to do ground assault. Marines want to do an Marines and Navy amphibious assault. Both teams do their prep work. And then on the day they're like, well, every, whichever way the Iraqis look, we'll go the other one. Maybe. I don't know. Right. It, it, it was very interesting to have that conversation. Anyway, what he told me was, and this kind of goes towards what we're talking about here about, you never know what you're going to do in the moment, right? This is him and his dad were, uh, he had he had just come home uh, it was before he was a cop. He'd just come home uh, from the military, hanging out with Pop. And uh, they went out and some dude was, you know, some dude was, you know, screwing around, like being a jackass committing crimes. And they could see him, but they were like, I'm not getting involved. Right. right. And then the cops show up to get this dude. And the cop goes to hook him up and they're. And uh, when the cop goes to hook him up, they start fighting. The cop pulls out his baton. And my buddy at this point, him and his his dad's not a cop. He's a fisherman. And, you know, but he's my buddy's a Marine. And they see this cop get into some shit. And all of a sudden it becomes a fight over the cop's baton. Ooh. Right. And so oh. the baton starts to, like, you know, go like he's trying to push it into the cop's face and stuff like that. And the cop, his dad goes, hey, sir, use some help. <laughs> and Huh? Cop's like, uh yeah that'd be great and the cop said yeah if you want to help me absolutely so right my buddy and his dad stepped in and whooped the shit out of this guy and just beat the dog snot out of him to the point where when they were done they looked at the cop and this guy's like a bloody mess and they're all okay is that all right and the cop's like uh yeah that's fine I couldn't do any of that shit because it's against policy, but you guys are more than welcome to. Wow, that's funny. And so it was interesting because we had talked about that, that he knows now, like all the shit he done he, to this dude, he would never have been able to get away with it as a cop, right? Because right. he would have been out of policy. But the cops like watching <laughs> him beat the dog shit out of this dude to help him arrest this guy. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. I, you don't have a policy to follow. <laughs> You can do whatever you want to them. Right. So it just brought up an interesting point. But it was also like, you know, this is back in the day. And and you'll still find this. I was talking to a cop last night. You'll still find this places. But you'd beat the shit out of a suspect. And then supervisor and the, the fire department would show up. And he'd be bloodier than shit. And they'd say, what happened? I fell. And you're like, supervisor, did my officer do anything that you felt was unreasonable? Nope. He just put cuffs on me. I fell. And that was the the code, right? That was like, right. you could fight the cops. If you lost, then you just said you fell. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it was a different time. So, Absolutely. So now it's like, oh, cry to mommy. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, how I, I know for me, like if I saw a cop on the side of the road getting in a fight, one of my friends... Uh, who was a highway patrolman will will not hold that against him. Uh, he's a good cop. He yeah. the, like the week I was graduating from the academy, he was a young cop, and, and in the same city where I was going to the police academy, he was working the road, 
he got into a fight on the side of the freeway, like uh, two blocks from where the police academy was while we were there, you know, preparing for graduation and shit. Um, and the suspect's on top of him. Suspect, you know, it's a it's a illegal, and he doesn't want to go jail. Got warrants. They're fighting on the side of the road. Um, I think there was some dope because he was, you know, gang cartel type shit. And cops on his back, fighting. The suspect grabs for his gun, and he's like, "That's it, right? Like if he gets my gun, I'm fucked." Right. So my buddy Jason just bucks up and pushes this dude off with one arm as he reaches into his vest to pull his backup gun with the other arm and pushes the dude out and then contact shots him right in the chest and blows the tip of his own finger off with the freaking gun just because that was the only shot he could make right like it wasn't right. intentional it was just in the moment boom and then you know part of his fingertip blew off with, with the gun uh I, you know if i saw that cop fighting on the side of the road now i'd, I'd go help him i'd absolutely yeah. make like Without hesitation, I don't understand the mentality of getting your phone out and filming, filming shit. Yeah, um, for two reasons. Number one, I don't like. Why would you film it? Like, are you hoping to get famous out of it? Are you hoping to make money out of it? Like, you want to go viral or right. something? And two, why would you pass up the opportunity to get in a full-on justifiable fucking Donnybrook where you back up a cop and you get to kick the shit out of somebody who desperately deserves it? And have the cop hide you at the end and walk away, and you don't you yeah. don't have paper. You, you might have to go to court. Yeah, give a statement maybe. Yeah, that'd be about it. Dude, I mean, come on, that's that's the dream, right? Right. I, I would I would love to be on that team where the cops are like, all right, uh, you know, we'll put we'll put a tone out on the radio, and if if your beeper goes off, you look at your beeper and it'll tell you what intersection we need help at, and you can come over and help <laughs> us get the shit out of somebody. I'd be on that team in a second. Yeah. Right. And it's <clears throat> and if you ever see a law enforcement officer out there or fire getting into a fight with someone, oh, you God. can you can assist and just be like friendly, friendly, friendly. Make sure they know who you are and keep repeating it because yeah. in a fight you have to break that tunnel vision. You just keep repeating friendly, friendly, friendly. I'm here to help. Friendly, friendly, friendly. And if you're a cop, it's blue, 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 blue. And you just keep repeating it so that they can fucking hear you. And then yeah. you just rip the dude off of them and you go you get some clean shots in and you'll be fine. And don't assume they heard you because you said it a couple of times at the beginning. Right. If you're like blue, 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 and then you get into the fight and then the cop turns around and decks you one and you're like, what the fuck? I said blue, blue, blue. And he's like, you did. (laughs) Right. I mean, like when you hear the response, thanks. All right. Hey, grab his arms. Like when, when, when you know that that person has broken their tunnel vision and they acknowledge your existence and presence and the fact that you're there to help them. right, Right. Then you're good. Right, but right. And if you see a cop one on one with a suspect, and he's he's got top control, and he's he looks like he's he's doing okay, you can still assist, and you can come up and be like, "Hey, friendly, friendly, friendly." What do you need? If he's by himself, because he's probably gonna be like, "Hey, grab his ankles." And what you do is you just you can elongate his body, right, by pulling, and then you can flop his ankles one over one another, and then you can right. sit on him. And then now he can't, you just took his legs out, so now he's only got his upper torso, and it makes it a lot harder for that suspect to fight. And that really helps out the cop. You don't have to go over there and get on top control with the cop because that makes it harder. You know, um, you can help still and just grab their legs and elongate them until partner officers arrive and then they'll pull you off and they'll get onto it and it's good to go. And I want, I so before we go on to our next one, I, I have one that's funny that I wanted to share. Uh, I just thought this is, uh, this is amazing. Uh, firefighter sent this to us and I, I, <laughs> 
I think it's hilarious. I don't know if you saw it, Chuck, uh, but this is very short. The firefighter sent this to us. So I sent it to a bunch of firefighter buddies and a bunch of cop buddies because it's too good not to send to cop buddies too. But uh, this is what it is. Because how did you become such a great firefighter? Oh, I can't hear it. <laughs> you, you can't hear it. You can't hear it? No, it's all Hold static. On. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's a scene from Tropic Thunder and Ben Stiller is going... You know, they asked him, uh, how did you become a wildland firefighter? Is the is the caption on top, right? And then uh Ben Stiller's going, I just did the work, man. I just, you know, watched a lot of retarded people doing retarded stuff and <laughs> just <laughs> it's it's, it's really yeah. So that's a it, Tropic Thunder is a great movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay, no, so now this is our big debrief, and we got sent this a bunch. Um mm -hmm. As as I think it seems to happen to us a lot when uh something hits the internet and it's this crazy. Uh yeah. we get we get sent some shit and we enjoy it. Uh so why don't you tee this up? So it's another uh convenience store, liquor store, gas station type of store. Um uh officer gets dispatched to uh looks like a transient setting fires inside of the store. He gets there, sees the fucking transient. And then looks and sees he just lit a whole shelf on fire. And that's basically when the chaos ensues. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Stop. I asked her nicely. I don't care. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> He's setting fire to stuff. Stop. 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 I asked her nicely. I don't care. Up front, we're Cops got a fire extinguisher. Where'd you go? This way? <laughs> hey! Jeez. Stop! Stop! Get on the ground! Keep your lighter fluid on me. What agency? Hey, is do not tase him because you'll spark it up! Here we go. <laughs> Okay. All right. Perfect takedown. <laughs> so for those great people, fucking takedown. Cop walks in or starts <laughs> up inside body camera. I'm assuming it's police officer because you know mm -hmm. the verbiage you ended the body cam. Uh mm -hmm. and there's this weird homeless dude and in the background there's like a three foot column of fire yeah, on yeah. The, the aisle uh and the cop, cop just says stop and then goes gets the fire extinguisher puts out the fire and then goes wait where'd he go because the suspect's gone suspect yeah, had eight feet outside the gas station liquor store whatever convenience store and He's running away from the cop. Cop's trying to get to him. Another cop shows up in a in an explorer or whatever. And he's like, don't tase him because I guess he's covered in gasoline. Um, right. And then when the, by the way, good looking out for your partner, right? Because I, as much as I would love to see that dude get tased and go up in flames, it's going to fuck your partner's life up. So 
good looking yeah. out for your partner telling him not to do that uh and then he starts he starts flinging his arm and i'm assuming he's he's like spraying cuffs on or spraying an accelerant gasoline something that whatever the lighter fluid that he used to light the inside of the convenience store on fire is probably what he's squirting or throwing at the cop car <clears throat> and then yeah, the so cop car just bip, nails him yeah with the vehicle and they take him into custody right <clears throat> now let's get into the nitty-gritty of this yes one cop comes on scene sees the su sees <clears throat> suspect sees the fire he's like okay i have an arson suspect there now i can arrest instead of immediately putting handcuffs on him he has a discourse with him telling him to stop and the guy says repeatedly i told her to be nice to me you mm -hmm. know and you're like cool the first time you get there and you're like he did it yeah turn the fuck around put handcuffs on before you deal with the fire because you need to get that suspect into custody because you don't know what else is capable of. You turn your back on him to put that fire out. Next thing you know, you're getting squirted with lighter fluid and set on fire. It's bad news. The tactics into this are very bad. It's tombstone courage. It's complacency. This is textbook complacency. You see the officer um, just nonchalant, like, oh, well, I guess this happened. All fucking like Eeyore status, you know, like, oh, I don't know. And then, oh, the level of put up the fire. <laughs> huh? The level of sloth that he exhibits, not Bro. putting out that like, why are we not instantly cuffing this dude up? So, so Sam, I don't know. This. He said, I just want to know why he wasn't in cuffs immediately. Sam, I want to know the same thing. Um, it, there's a lot of issues Good with question. that. Uh, there's also an issue of why he's the one putting out the fire with the fire extinguisher. Why isn't why are you giving instructions, clear instructions to the store clerk? Hey, put get the fire extinguisher, put the fire out. What, what if the fire's right. growing and expanding, right? Well, cuff that dude up, then have the other guy right. prep the fire extinguisher. And then even if he doesn't like get the fire put out, you can help him. I, I just don't know. Right. Because tactics leading up to the last um incident where you see him get hit by the car, one that the secondary officer approaching. He did a great job. He did his job. He didn't fucking spark him up and he took him out, which was a lawful hit with that car. Mm -hmm. Hey, I, you know, whatever. I mean, most agencies might frown upon that and you can get out if you have an impact weapon, like a beanbag or, you know, um, a 40 millimeter uh, foam baton round. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of things you could have done. Tasing's out of the question because um, when you see the cop run after him out of the store, when a dude beats feet and disappears, he catches him around the corner and then the suspect squirts uh, lighter fluid all over his person. Not the cop, yes. but over his person. And the cop, instead of going hands-on, runs back to his car. And then I'm like, dude, you have two incidents where you can go hands-on. Okay? As long as shit doesn't spark up, you're fine. Go hands-on. You should have arrested him, put him in cuffs immediately. And if you didn't, you should have put him in cuffs when you came around that corner when he sprayed himself with fucking lighter fluid. Instantly. I get you're like, instantly. Like, and then go change out your uniform, you know, and just make sure like, hey, I'm contaminated. I have fucking lighter fluid on me. He has lighter fluid on me. Get to the jail, strip his ass off or strip him of his clothes before he gets in the cop car. <clears throat> and then get him new jail, jail panties and fucking a jail t-shirt and some uh, slip-ons. You know, there's so many things that could have happened that, that it just... This is what happens when you have inexperienced law enforcement trying to deal with problems. They, they, they make mistakes, they fuck up. And I'm not saying this cop's inexperienced. I'm just saying he let complacency get the better of him. 
And it happens to a lot of law enforcement officers um, out there. And this is just a clear example of when a shitty situation gets even shittier and how tactics leading up to an incident can make a whole incident bad, right? So tactics leading up to that hit, everything is probably going to be out of policy because if you would have just handcuffed him, that would have stopped everything. He wouldn't have sprayed himself with lighter fluid right. other than what he had sprayed on the, the, the store. And he wouldn't have gotten ran over by a fucking cop car. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues, and I'm I, I'm looking at this other uh, video that well, this is not this is not the right one. There's the this other yeah, angle of that same video. <laughs> well, so that's that's a listener sent it to us, and I'm, I was surprised you with it. Unfortunately, I think uh, I might have the video of our photo of my car. <laughs> well, if up. you do, you send it to me, and I'll I'll put it on there because this is hilarious. So I found um, somebody else. It's again we've gotten like six different looks of this at different uh from different listeners and different angles and all that kind of stuff right um and this is one of those like there are so many opportunities for you to have done the right thing and you clearly did it, it took your partner right. showing up to save your ass right like if that partner right. doesn't show up and and nail that dude with the car you're, you're fucked right what do you yeah. this guy's this he's on like full full bone like flea mode he's not there's no it's it's in he's in flight mode you know he's not uh -huh. even being a cop anymore at that point which is frustrating for me to see um because you by not taking action, by not being violent enough, fast enough with this dude, by not like slamming his face on the tile floor of that fucking convenience store and cuffing him up, right. you yeah. put your partners in the public at risk, right? This is what, um, when John was on, we talked about, right? Like when he tells the dude, hey, listen, I'm going to fuck you up real bad if you do what you're going to do, right? And they're like, well, you can't cuss at him. You, what, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to tase him. Really? Right? That's that's the route you're going to go? Like, let's 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 pick the right way to go. Let's pick the right thing to do. Uh, let's actually, mm -hmm. you know, let's actually address the threat. So here's another angle of that incident. Stop! Get on the ground! You put a lighter fluid on me. You put a on me and he runs away. Hey! Get on the ground, sir. Get on the ground. Hey, do not tase him because he'll spark it up. Right. Okay. So, oh, what I the reason I wanted to show this view of it is because you can hear the cop say, "Oh, he threw lighter fluid on me." Um. Well, yeah. let's start with. That's your own fault. Mm -hmm. You had a chance to cuff that dude up in the store and you yes. didn't. And then you went, Oh shit, where's the bad guy? You didn't like you told him to stop and he didn't stop. Where's the surprise? Why are you surprised? At what point? Like, did you think about, Oh, I should just cuff this. He's a suspect in an arson. Come on. Yeah. Immediately, immediately, just like Sam says, immediately should have yeah. been cut. 
Uh, there's no like, dude, the tactics up to this are, uh, fuck, you could have not gotten sprayed if you just handcuffed him. Okay, you didn't handcuff him. He runs outside. Okay, he squirted some lighter fluid on you. As long as there is no like incendiary device that can light it up, no spark, you're going to be fine. You just got to change immediately and go de-louse and shower and get that shit off of your skin because gasoline will soak in your skin. I don't know about lighter fluid, but it's a lot less volatile than it is than the gasoline, obviously, but it still is an oily substance that will still soak into your skin and you don't want that on you in case something does happen later. You don't want to set yourself on fire, but yeah, no. it doesn't mean you can't go fucking hands on unless he had a fucking lighter. And he's like, come on, bitch, let's go. And then you're like, whoa, but like the cop freaks out like, fuck. Yeah, he freaks out. I would have grabbed my fucking foam baton or my uh, my beanbag and be like, okay, you're about to get it, dude. You know, but I also would have handcuffed him immediately. I would have been like, oh shit. And like you said, hey, clerk, get on the fucking flames. I'm going to arrest him. Yeah, take your, you're in a deadly force uh, situation when he's starting yeah. to spray lighter fluid on you. Exactly. Yeah. That's like, like pulling a gun on you because pulling a gun on you, mm -hmm. all he has to do is pull the trigger, spraying lighter fluid on you. All he has to do is spark a match. Ugh. I, if this mm. guy dies, like if the, the good, I mean, this the transient, if he would have died, that would have sparked a big outrage, right? Yeah. Because cops basically could have done things differently to protect his life a little bit more. Right. You know, there's this, like, we were Monday morning quarterbacking fuck out of this because this is how you learn. And it's, it's uncomfortable. It's a debrief. And yeah, it's a debrief. And so you're going to fuck up on duty. But if no one tells you you fuck up, did you know you fucked up? Yeah, you fucked up on this big time, and your partner saved your ass. I would have, I would have better I, if I was the watch commander. I'd have wrote this dude up. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, it goes straight to it. You're letter of the law for sure. Just bow. No, dude. That's this is like that's this is beyond the ass chewing, right? Hundred percent, dude. Because you, 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 this is how you get indicted. This is this how is you get oral counseling, right? Like this is yeah. a fucking problem. You better fix it. Yeah, I don't. I'm sure. Like, it's not like, oh, dude, you, when you, you put the handcuffs on wrong or, you know, you need to be, no, like motherfucker, you're a, you're a coward, right? You need to fix it. Pussy. Like you, yeah. I'm, I don't fuck around when it comes to shit that'll get your partner fired on the nightly news or killed. Right. Yeah. That That's, that's fucking unforgivable sin right there. I'm sorry. Bro, what if this, this is shit that I see from boots, like yes. probationers fucking month one probationers. Yeah. Even sometimes month six, and they're just that fucked up. And you would never let your probationer go to the street without like fixing this. Why? How does this cop, you know, like I get you may have been on, and that's what I'm saying complacency, tombstone courage. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how long you've been, you need to be on your toes 100% of the time because dumb shit like this will happen. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it's uh, this is a, a rookie mistake for yeah. sure. Rookie mistake. And so, We've talked about this on the show before. There are cops you're going to work with that I call lifetime rookies, 20-year rookies, right? They the, the shift before they friggin' retire, they'll still make mistakes that a rookie would make because it yeah. that the, the mentality never settles in. They never, you know, it's that like see bad guy must chase and they bail out of the car forgetting that they can just stay in the car and cut him off at the pass and like follow him. Right. Like, there's all kinds of things that you learn or you're supposed to learn, which is why they give you hash marks, boys. Okay. When yeah. you see a guy with, with, with four or five or six hash marks, or they go from his wrist to his elbow, whether it's in the military 
or whether it's it's on the street, that is supposed to mean they've seen some shit. Supposed to mean, right? Right. Yeah. Doesn't always, right? No. So don't assume. No. It's any 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 more than you can assume that just because somebody makes sergeant or lieutenant or captain, whether it's a police department, a fire department, uh, a a mil, you know, in the military, it doesn't mean they know what the fuck they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And I have had people look at me and go, uh, and I go, get the fuck out, like, just do this, what, this, and this, and then okay, okay. If if you know you don't know what you're doing, ask, and then take the advice and do all that. But if you don't know what you're doing, know that you don't know what you're doing and seek yeah. out help and then get better. That's the that's the final part that I think a lot of people miss is and then get better. Exactly. It's it's constructive criticism. Take what you fucked up on and that's how you learn. I call it baptism by fire. You right. fuck up, that's how you learn. Baptism by fire because you get burnt a little bit and then you can keep going and you get better, you know, like a rising phoenix from the ashes, right? Type of thing. I have seen people pass probation, get off their and, and then and, and then be, you know, not an at-will employee anymore. And now they're, you know, a regular patrol officer. And then they they go to a new station and you know they're they're all happy. They're like, oh, I'm no longer a boot. Yes, you are. And then they get into a foot pursuit with a suspect with their partner, and then they get right. up close to the suspect. And then they're afraid to go hands-on. They were right. all able to go and catch him, but then they're like, fuck, dude, I don't know what to do now. And they get scared. And then next thing you know, this actually happened. A buddy of mine, there was this dude who shouldn't have passed probation. I I, I didn't care for him, um, but it was outside of my um, – I, I couldn't have done anything anyways because I wasn't a training officer. And he, um, he made probation, and he went to uh, a neighboring yeah. station and gets into a foot pursuit. Um, and I, I think gang officers were there and they're in a foot pursuit of this gangster. And uh, he gets all the way up to him and doesn't go hands on. He waits oh. till his partner catches up, pushes him, tackles him to the ground, and then just stands there and watches his partner fight. Yeah, that if you, oh, dude, so that shit so, like that, it, it's going to keep happening. But these it, are the guys like when you go code four and, and because you, you're like, okay, uh, you know, I've got, I've got four at gunpoint. Copy for at gunpoint, and then another unit comes up on the radio and says, "Copy and route to assist." And you go, "I'm code four. You go, "Wait, you just said you had four at gunpoint." You're like, "Yep," but if that's who you're sending me, I'm fucking code four because yeah, it's going, anybody else, right? <laughs> and then somebody, and here's the here's the awesome shit when you really know your guys. Like, if I if I go out with four at gun gunpoint, right, and some douche twenty year rookie puts that he's in route to back me uh chuck would come up on the radio because chuck and i i know this i know this about him chuck would come up right. on the radio and it doesn't he could be on in timbuktu and he would go i'm closer i'll handle the back right you yeah, jump cancel that request i'm in route cancel that request yeah. i'm in route i'm closer you say whatever it is you have to say because you know that's not the guy you want like hey go send that guy to the theft report go send that guy to the barking dog call right. go Absolutely. send that guy, like do not send him to any tactical situations. I had another partner. She was great, except she would always like stir my suspects up and like jack them up and get them all angry and stuff like that. And yeah. so I, I knew she'd be there for me in a fight, but if I was in a situation where I needed to talk people down, she wasn't the person I wanted there. Um, right. Now I'm going to share something kind of like, weird. Uh, she wasn't supposed to go on here right now. 
yet, but uh, <laughs> it's, I haven't trying even to heard it. Figure out this. Um, so this is the show. If you're not watching it, it's called Shorzy. Okay. Oh, is this from um, the new season? No. Okay, good. From the first season. Why you're not in? You're not up on the new season? No, I'm I haven't finished Letter Kenny. Finished the new season yet? Oh, you haven't finished Letter Kenny? Uh, you can watch Shorzy without finishing Letter Kenny. You'd be all right. I just. I, I've started watching Shorzy. I watched the first yeah. season, but I, I'm going to finish this because he's actually in it. Yes. So I saw this um, and I want you. I want you to take the word hockey player and replace it with cop or Marine or soldier or firefighter or whatever. And I want you to understand that one of the things that I, she describes hockey players perfectly. But I, I saw this scene and I've been waiting for a, a reason to use it. And I'm going to use it in some trainings and stuff like that. But this is this is how your mindset should be. If you're a cop, if you're a firefighter, if you're a hockey player, you should have this hockey player mindset because this is what debriefs are all about, right? Here you go. And talk himself yeah. out of it. And I know you have a soft spot for him. I do. I love that photo. It's not just him. It's hockey players. Why? Take losing so personally. They don't just accept blame for a loss. They claim it. They take that burden off of their teammates. I fucked up. I cost us the game. I need to be better. But when they win, it's never personal. They never take credit. They never say I. They share it. In other sports, it's me, me, me. But in hockey, it's we. Now, what she said is, yeah. when hockey players lose, it's I fucked up. I need to be better. Right. I should have done this or that. But when they win, it's fuck yeah, we did it. Right. And when you fuck up on a call, right, you should own it. Look at your teammates and go, that could have gone better. I fucked that up. When you fuck up on a fire, look at your fucking firefighters and go, I am, I fucked that up. Like it, it was successful, but I fucked it up. I need to be better. Right. Yeah. That could have gotten when, really bad. You know? Yes. Like, exactly. Own it. When, but when you win, you all win together. Right. Because it can't, you, one person, with the exception of maybe Kobe Bryant and Connor McDavid, one person can't win you the game. Right. Right. But one person sure as fuck can lose you the game. And yep. one cop can't take on the world, right? But one cop can fuck the world all up by doing the wrong shit. 100%. So these are the things I want you guys to think about. That's why I loved that clip. Um, also, if you're it's not accurate. watching Shorzy, fucking watch Shorzy. And so I was, trying to, I was trying to surprise Chuck with this one. A listener sent this in and said, hey, is this Chuck? And it's... <laughs> Right. It's frying yeah. jumper cables. It's also probably frying batteries at this point. Um, bro, they just sit there and watch it, like, dude, it's gonna well, set on fire, bro. None of them, none of them probably know how to disconnect it at this point. Like, they're all afraid. It's not like it. positive is on negative or anything, bro. I hit my mouth with a baton. I was like, fuck it. Yeah, fuck. you have to break the connection, right? Yeah, just one. Just got to get one off. One, one pop. No, uh, literally use yeah. these to jump start. Yeah, and these yeah. they. The, the funniest part, I guess, about that is that they can't figure out what they're doing wrong. Okay. Oh, bro, you switch the like... fucking the positive and, and negative, dude. <laughs> so Chuck was kind enough to share this with us. This is the uh, aftermath of his. <laughs> his... And now, admittedly, it's dark. It's dark. 
Like, yeah, I didn't, I, I couldn't, fuck, I fucked up. I didn't see. <laughs> I was even saying it to myself. Red goes red. Black goes black like a fucking right. moron. And right. I did it to them. Red goes red. Black goes black. But I guess because I was talking and it was at a scene of a traffic accident. I mm-hmm. fucking was talking. I was like, oh, yeah, red goes red. Red and black. Boom. Oh, that's amazing. Black and red. Yeah. Well, it happens. All right. So that's it for our live debrief. Yeah. Uh, it's been fun. And I uh, hope you guys had a good time. Uh, next week, I think we're going to have a guest. Also, Chuck and I are working on... Um, we're going to be doing a collaboration with another podcast. We've got some stuff scheduled, yeah. so hopefully we can watch for that. And uh, I don't know. Do you have anything for us? <clears throat> well, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. If you like today's podcast and the content we provide, please like, share, comment, subscribe. Hit that bell notification thing so you are always always know when we go live. Um, please follow us on our Instagram at war underscore stories underscore official and our Facebook at war stories podcast. Please like and share all of our posts. You can click the link in our bio to hit our website, check our merch. The website is www.warstoryofficial.com. And it also has the booking email, mailbag email. But the booking is for if you want to come on the show, you think you have a story you'd like to share, you think you have a friend who would be a great fit, you let them know about us. We're always looking for, you know, fire, veterans, law enforcement, medics, also corrections, dispatchers, and nurses. Um, we thank you for the support. Stay safe. Right. Uh, and for those of you who want to still get one of those uh, Wobby hoodies, I can personally attest to how warm they are when you're out in uh, very, very freezing cold weather. They will keep you warm underneath. And they're, they're really lightweight and thin. They'll keep you warm underneath whatever it is you want to keep warm underneath. Yeah. So hit those up. Hit us up. Um, and until our next episode, come home with your shield or on it.